You're dialed in to the Get Connected podcast. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Agarbo. On this week's podcast, my co-host and I, John Beeler, will be looking into a number of techie things. So we're going to be talking with Matthew Plante or Plant uh, over at Hello Darwin, a really cool web and app service that connects businesses with suppliers, uh, and it works very well. So if you're a business and you need a web developer. This is uh, the site to go to, and uh, we've had a chance to check it out, and uh, a lot of people really like it. We'll also be talking about the upcoming Apple Developers Conference and some of the rumors of uh, what's coming down the pipe. And Google Photos, the uh, the free side of it is over. You still get up to 15 gigabytes free, but uh, after that, you're going to be paying. We're going to tell you how to optimize your storage so that you don't have to go over that limit uh, as uh, well. And of course, all the latest tech news. It's time to get connected. We've got a great show for you today. Later on in the hour, we'll be talking about uh, the upcoming Apple conference. And as always, in the Apple conferences, they're uh, releasing cool new technologies and gear. We don't know exactly what that is yet, but we're going to get into some of the rumored stuff, maybe even a new home operating system. We'll get more into that. Uh, We'll also be looking at Google Photos. June 1st was the deadline for you to get all your photos into Google Photos before they went to a paid model. You still get uh, free storage up to 15 gigabytes, but after that, you have to pay. So essentially, we're going to tell you what uh, the dealio is with all of that and some of the tools you can use to optimize your photos to get the most bang for your buck. Uh, Also, we'll be talking with uh, the founder of a cool uh, web service, an app service called Hello Darwin that matches up uh, companies that need uh, certain suppliers, for example, web developers or digital marketing people. And uh, so it's kind of uh, a cool marketplace to make that all happen. So if you're a web developer and want more business, uh, this is a place you can go to. And if you're a company, you own a company that needs some of these uh, services, uh, a great tool as well. So we'll get you uh, the lowdown on that uh, as well. Uh, John, a lot of uh, interesting uh, tech news uh, this week. Vizio. I don't know if everyone's familiar with that name. Uh, they were big in the States and then they came into Canada. They make TVs. That was kind of their primary thing. Yeah, typically you would see these at Costco or Best Buy. Yeah, and, t- and typically, like you're saying, cheaper. Like you'd get some good features at a cheaper price compared to like a Sony TV or a Samsung TV. Mm -hmm. I think I have one sitting in the garage (laughs) somewhere. Um, It was a good TV. Like I I paid like hundreds of dollars less for it in the day. It was a smart TV, but uh, you know, as it ages, the smart TV features just weren't working anymore and they weren't supporting anymore. Anyways, now comes uh, word that uh, they're not selling into Canada anymore. Surprised? Well, I, you know, we've talked about uh, some of the other competition that they would have had to deal with recently, like TCL sort of coming in big uh, with their extremely discounted TV offerings that yeah. are still fantastic TVs. Well, we'll uh, follow that. Uh, it's a competitive market, and it's kind of changed uh, dramatically over the past 10 years. Remember, it used to be like Sony and Sharp. But I also wonder now if it's the case where there's like only a handful of factories actually making these panels. Yeah, it, I, I think that's the case. And are there any compelling features really to upgrade your TV? That was the big thing, you know, especially when you went to the Consumer Electronics Show every year in Vegas. I mean, it, it almost seemed like f- half the, the show was TVs. Yeah. 
Well, the, the, the interesting thing about smart TVs, and we talk about this all the time, is if you can get a dumb TV because that feature or that app that's built into the TV, A, probably won't work very long, maybe a couple of years. But also I've found the biggest problem I've had, and this is with some of the bigger brands, that the TVs that have Wi-Fi connectivity, generally it, it's really crappy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I've got a few Roku smart TVs in the house and they're good, right? Because Roku is a very um, basic platform. So it, it works well, right? Because it's yeah. not trying to do a lot of heavy stuff. Well, I have I have a Samsung uh, 55 inch TV that I bought a couple of years ago, which I think I've talked about on the show, but um, it's got Ethernet and Wi-Fi, and I find the Wi-Fi drops out all the time. Yeah, and they've tried to revitalize, you know, HD to 4K. 4K was you know a compelling reason, like it's the quality's there. Now they're pushing 8K. Right. With Do you all, care? With Do you all care? the 8K content that's out there, you can make that argument every time they <laughs> they yeah. up the. Uh, the quality or the resolution well you have to have a platform to show it off right and, yeah. and definitely you know from a production side which we do a lot of here uh we're not shooting in 8k no we're we're just getting used to shooting at 4k for everything yeah exactly yeah so yeah it's, it's interesting remember they tried to get into 3d tvs that was a bust of epic proportions like i remember going down to the shows the consumer electronic shows and just everywhere it's just shoving 3d in your face yeah and I, I got one. I bought one, and it sucked. Uh, you know, it's funny. Remember during 2010, the Olympics in Vancouver? Yes. There was a lot of big displays uh, and big events you could go to. And one of the most common things that I saw at some of these events, they would have a TV that didn't require glasses that you would get those 3D effects. Yes. What happened to those TVs? Well, I think the problem with them, John, is that you had to sit right in front of them, right? Yeah, that's true. And, and with the regular 3D TVs, then you had to put the glasses on. I'm not going to sit there like, if I'm watching TVs at the end of the day, at night, I'm, I'm going to be watching TV for three, four hours, maybe, sometimes. And having the glasses on, it's, it's not comfortable. Well, and didn't you have to charge some of the glasses too? Yeah, some were active, some were passive ones. It was just kind of a confusing thing, I think, for a lot of people. And just generally, it just didn't fly. They did not um, sell the dream. So there's nothing really... Other than 8K and maybe like HDR, which is high dynamic range. I mean, and I don't know if most people care about that. No. Well, and you mentioned the Roku TVs. Maybe that is the kind of the compelling platform that's built in because they're going to ma- they're going to maintain that platform probably a lot better. Yeah. And we've seen that with some of our older TVs that have Roku built in. But, you know, even like my Samsung TV, it has like the Samsung TV channel that's just random content. I guess it's sort of their take of the Roku channel offerings um but i haven't really found any compelling content there so it just seems to be some like b or c class content super interesting uh also quickly in the news you might already know this uh netflix is now adding gst or hst to your netflix bill so what used to start off and i think was it five bucks a month for netflix and everyone's like wow this is like the best thing since sliced bread and it was right yeah all the content you get on there uh now i mean you're getting up near 20 bucks yeah, I mean, which I mean, still a good deal, but it is. But it's funny we talk about this again pretty regularly. It's like, how much was cable TV again? <laughs> I know. Like, I I just got contacted by Shaw uh, about redoing my my service with them, and yeah, TV's nothing. Like, they're selling it to me for fifty bucks a month. Yeah, and then you get all those channels though, 
Right, that you don't have to subscribe to separately. <laughs> yeah, it's a good deal. And they've got apps for it, right? So you can watch your TV on your phone or your tablet. Yeah. And even have access to your recorded shows and, and shows on demand. So TV's not a bad deal anymore. It's well, kind of funny. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I, I'd be really curious to know what the stats are, like how many people actually have a cable box still that's operational. I know you have the service, but your boxes are in their, your attic. <laughs> that's pretty sad, isn't it? Well, if you're not using it because you can just use the app to watch it on demand, why would you? <sighs> yeah, I haven't had a compelling reason to bring them out of the attic. So anyway, I'm not going to renew the TV no. just because I've got Netflix and Amazon and, and just all that and Disney Plus and all that just other up, stuff. Just bump up your internet speed. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, John, we're giving away a really cool prize this month. We sure are. This is one of our favorite prizes to, to <laughs> give away because we all get to play with it. It's a scooter. Yeah. Electric scooter. Yeah. This thing is all kinds of uh, awesome, and you'll be hearing a lot about it. This thing is like the Tesla of electric scooters. Like, it's a high-end scooter. The battery life's incredible. This thing can go like 30 kilometers an hour. So you got to wear a helmet. Yeah, you should. With any of these electric scooters. And now they're being allowed on more and more uh, city uh, streets and municipalities and even into the bike lanes in some areas. You'll have to check with where you live. But this is going to be uh, a way of transportation to get around mm-hmm. in, in like the Vancouver area. Perfect. Yeah. It's all flat. Mostly. Anyway, we're giving one away. If you want a chance to win, you got to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. There's extra ways you can get more entries as well. So you got to explore that. And we're going to have a secret word at the end of the show. We sure do. And if uh, you stick around till the end and learn the secret word, you're going to get extra ballots into the contest. And this scooter is awesome. We've got a video up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We did a little uh, cruise around on it. One of our uh, contributors, our, our camera guy, actually, Robin, Yep. he won't let this thing go now. No. And, and just to be clear, you're not winning Robin's used scooter. You're getting a <laughs> brand new one. Well, you know what it was? We were going to give that one away that we got into review. Yeah. And Robin just used it so much, we had to get another scooter in. Because <laughs> they're so much fun. Oh, they're amazing. Like, they're so easy to use, too. Yeah. I brought my scooter in, and we went for a little scooter gang out to one of the local craft breweries. That's nice. It was fun. Two boys and their scooters. Yes. Got an interesting guest up uh, now, and... Uh, I find this interesting because, you know, I have my own company and, you know, we're always looking for uh, different experts, you know, web developers, HR people. And sometimes that's difficult. Yeah, especially right now, because everyone is it seems like there's a everyone that's been unemployed or displaced because of the pandemic. They're all finding new, better, exciting opportunities now. So it's really actually really hard to find people that aren't engaged. Well, we've uh, got our guest on the line. His name is uh, Matthew Plantz. He is the founder and CEO of a, uh, a website, a service called Hello Darwin, uh, basically helping businesses connect with experts. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. So uh, tell us about your service. Uh, what kind of uh, experts can you hook businesses up with? Uh, actually, so we're mostly about web and marketing services. So everything that has to do around those services, but it's uh, like 60 different ones. So it can be uh, uh, getting more customers online with the SEO, with AdWords. It can be social media. It can be branding, all that sort of stuff. There can be a web development uh, applications, CRM, ERPs, and, uh, and much more. 
And and how does that whole system work? Like, how do you sign up for this uh, as a business or one of these experts? So as a business, it's totally free of charge. There's no obligation. Uh, you go on hellodarwin.com, you activate your project, and uh, within the next minutes, you will have an advisor on our team calling you to make sure uh, that the project is qualified, to manage expectations, uh, and to make sure that it's a quality uh, project. And then we will activate it. It will be sent to our network of over 5,000 curated uh, service providers in the web and marketing industry, and we'll find uh, the best match for you. So up to four of them will be able to uh, connect is there a minimum uh to what type of projects that you would take on not really uh our average uh project is between 10 and 15 dollars uh fifteen thousand dollars but uh, i would say that uh, the minimum would probably be like a thousand uh over the course of a year and then but we've had projects in the seven numbers and what was the the inspiration to to start this company that's a good question. It's a, it's a really important one too. So I was a uh, a biz dev for a web marketing a- agency, and ninety percent of my time was running after decision makers that had projects instead of just uh, basically showcasing what we were doing. And then I was paid uh, on a monthly retainer commission, and half of my customers uh, were churning before the end of the first year, and that was a big problem. Then we were uh, going to these Google conventions with the best of the best agencies, and they all had the same challenge, but they didn't really care because 50% stick, so they would just concentrate on that. Um, but for me, having had like many small businesses in the past, if you're to invest 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand on a web marketing project, whether it's a website or web marketing campaign, uh, it's it's a really important project and it can make or break your year. It takes six months to find the experts, six months to do the project, and then another six months to realize that it's not working. Uh, so basically, uh, that's when I decided to dedicate my life to solving this. What, what kind of quality control do you have on on the experts, like the web developers and, and, and digital marketing people? Uh, so it's a multi-layer one. So uh, we do our due diligence before they can even be activated. So we'll check their general reputation. We'll check for lawsuits if there was any, how they ended up. Uh, we'll uh, check the uh, business numbers, the tax numbers, and all of that. Then we also have uh, around like 100 data points on both sides, uh, so projects and uh, suppliers to know exactly uh, so what kind of projects they're after, uh, what kind of services they do, because it's not every agency that is a 360 agency that does everything. So we have people that will only do app development, for example, and then we want to know like what's your minimum budget, your maximum budget, the language that you tackle, the geographical zones, and a bunch of other things. The most important factor is the quality of the work that they have done on the platform with past customers. Uh, and there's much more, but this is pretty much it. And so how much does it cost for a business to, to get on this? Uh, so again, on the client side, uh, it's totally free of charge, no obligation. On the supplier side, to get on the platform, it really is a no-brainer because it's a free of charge as well. They will then start seeing projects that match their criteria and their expertise. And then when uh, one of them is, uh, I guess, uh, like the perfect match, they will jump on it and a maximum of four suppliers will have it. So they pay us an upfront fee of uh, up to 2% in order to have access to the qualified lead and there's a maximum of four. So the platform makes up to 8% per project. So uh, as a supplier, if like I was a web developer, I would have to pay 2% whether I win it or not, essentially. Exactly. 
So instead of paying like 15% uh, referral fee for a closed deal, uh, us, it's more of a numbers game. But then if you, for example, if you're able to keep the relation with the customer or have uh, or upsell the customer, it's yours, it's fine. And we are really about like having relevant matches. How many deals have you guys put together? Uh, we've helped over 6,000 businesses uh, as of yet, and we have over 4,000 qualified suppliers on the platform. Wow. Uh, where did you start the company? Uh, where? Uh, so we've started uh, in Montreal, as my accent can probably tell. <laughs> and this was our natural market. Uh, we I knew a bunch of agencies as well. Uh, and then uh, we started around six months ago in Ontario in the GTA. We're having a lot of success over there. And now our plan is to uh, basically consolidate Canada and do a proof of concept in the US. Obviously, uh, COVID has been a dramatic uh, impact on on business. Uh, how how has it impacted what you guys do over the past year year and a half? I think it, it kind of was a, a blessing in disguise. So uh, at first, when it hit, we had two weeks where we get we had like no projects, no traction, anything, and we thought about either like letting go people uh, and uh, s- like stop the hiring, and then uh, two things. So instead of doing that, we spent much more time with the businesses of our network, and the the word was try to understand exactly what they're after. Even if we don't offer it on the platform, let's make let's do everything we can to help them get out of this uh, COVID situation, et cetera. So uh, that being said, we added other services. So like training services, HR services for crisis. And then uh, we also had some special government uh, grants that we were able to help businesses with. And also there was a lot of uh, good startups that were laying off really good talent. So instead of letting go people, we doubled down on uh, hiring. Uh, and this is part of our success today. We're talking with Matthew Plant. He is uh, the CEO and founder of a, uh, a web service called Hello Darwin. It matches up uh, businesses with expert suppliers like web developers and digital marketing uh, experts. Uh, I guess people can go directly to the website, hellodarwin.com. Yes, exactly. And we'll help, uh, help them free of charge. Well, thank you for joining us today and uh, good luck. Thanks for having us. Goodbye. Don't forget, we're giving away an awesome prize in June here, a new Nagi e-scooter. I just can't get enough of this thing. It's super fun. Yeah. So this is uh, like the state of the art electric scooter. I think they got them down at London Drugs if you wanted to pick one up. But uh, with more and more cities opening up their bike lanes and roadways to these e-scooters, these are a fantastic and easy way to get around. What I like about this one too, John, is that it folds up. You can put the handle down and use that as a, uh, I guess, a uh, carrying handle for the the scooter. What I like about it is it uh, like I have my own and it's a single motor yeah this one the inaugural one is dual motor so both wheels get get all the power and torque so robin and i were sort of racing around like i mentioned and he just blew past me because he had both wheels going (laughs) and we were going up a hill up up a cobblestone hill which is always always painful but um yeah and it's super it's super fun and you can win one uh again getconnectedmedia.com the info for the contest is up there. And stick around till the end of the show because we're going to give you the secret word to get more contest entries. Let's talk about uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference coming up for Apple. They always announce a lot of cool stuff, usually a lot more kind of software related, but there's some hardware stuff as well. Uh, it's happening next week. Uh, what, what, do you, what are you seeing, John, out there? Well, there's some rumors around something called the Home OS. And this is basically... Uh, 
the thought being that this is Apple's take on having an operating system for your smart home type stuff. And this would be something that powers your HomePod, for example. Because right now, the HomePod is actually powered by a version of tvOS, which kind of doesn't make sense. Is it? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so this is basically just Apple unifying their sort of non-smartphone, non-desktop laptop interfaces and giving you those features and functionality with, you know, you're playing your music, uh, connecting with HomeKit to your smart devices, that type of thing. They got too many operating systems going on? Maybe, but, you know, this is also not that different than what Google has. Google has their Home app, which has kind of become their hub for all of their smart speakers, smart assistants, all that type of stuff. So it would, you know, it makes sense. But again, these are rumors based on the fact that there was a job posting for Apple that mentioned HomeOS that has since been changed. They've removed any references to HomeOS. <laughs> I bet they have. Um, what Some people are, are speculating that the, we might see something about Apple Glasses. I don't know if you saw that one. I did see that one. No. Yeah, because uh, the invitation had this uh, emoji girl looking at a screen with the reflection of the screen in her glasses. Yeah. You can read into anything, I guess. That's probably a bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, I do know that they're probably going to announce some stuff about iOS 15, which is the next level of the iPhone operating system. Yeah, there's, a, a, well, a, a few interesting things. Some of the things have sort of been uh, announced, and, and, and we've, we've talked about them on the app show in the past. There's a whole bunch of new accessibility options that have been announced that will be coming as part of iOS 15. So really interesting stuff like assistive touch. So if you have limited uh, mobility options, you can actually use your wrist with your Apple Watch to navigate things. Really? Yeah. So, Because the Apple Watch has got all the sensors and gyroscope and stuff on yeah, it. Yeah. So what's really interesting is you're actually able to do like like a clench your fist, for example, and that's the equivalent of like a mouse click. That is amazing. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of neat stuff like that that's coming. Um, they're adding iPad eye tracking functionality as well. So if you have a third-party eye tracking device yeah. and uh, you want to be able to control your iPad with this device, that's going to be coming in iOS 15 as well. So again, people with limited ability to move and that type of thing. God, that would just be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a few other little things that we've we've heard about too, like you know, um, emoji customizations and that type of thing. So uh, you know, not quite as exciting uh, with that respect. But um, there's something uh, called background sounds that's designed to minimize distractions and help users stay focused, stay calm, or rest. Balanced, bright, or dark noise sounds are available as well as ocean, rain, or stream sounds. So these are things that you can put on uh, on your phone to, you know, make you chill out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, some of the other interesting things is uh, some of the notification options. Uh, they're going to be expanded. Okay. Right. So on your iPhone. On your iPhone. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be able to set different notification preferences based on your current status. So if you're awake, for example, you might get notifications with sound, while sound might be disabled if you're sleeping, that type of thing. So, um, so yeah. So just it sounds like they're going to be sort of expanding the existing functionality of a lot of different things. But that's going to be in the next version of the iOS for yeah. iPhones, the operating system that makes it work. So for normal people, they're not going to see that till. September. September. Yeah. Essentially. At, at the earliest, yeah. Uh, one interesting thing that the uh, is coming potentially to the health app is food tracking. So you can actually track your food intake. Oh, no. Yeah. That would actually be helpful. Uh, I don't want to use it because it'll just tell me what a gluttonous pig I am. 
like <laughs> just before this we're doing the radio show here i ate like four of those little costco mini brownies i'm like do i want to know how many calories are in each one of those no you don't but now my iphone will tell me is that what you're saying pretty much yeah. what what about some of the hardware rumors uh i know that apple's gone with their own processor now they're not going to be using intel processors processors they've already announced a few macbooks and their imac with their apple m1 processor i think we're going to see some more macbooks aren't we that's the rumor they'll, they'll be kind of like the mac m1 pro level yeah so what we've had so far has been you know amazing machines and by all accounts i think they they've really impressed a lot of people but this will be the next level performance boost yeah that's um that's what we've been sort of seeing more and more chatter about Uh, typically it's not uncommon for them to to do a uh, a new macbook or something mid-year anyways yeah um that sort of stays in line with their normal thing there's also the rumor of um a series 7 apple watch yeah, there's some interesting chatter about that. They are are working on things apparently like monitoring blood glucose levels without a pinprick, which will be life changing for I think anyone with uh, diabetes. That would be amazing. Yeah, and, and can you just imagine how great that would be to get that information like before you get diabetes? You know, yeah, you could change your diet, for example, and eat healthier because your Apple Watch is telling you you're stop eating those Costco mini brownies and no no disrespect to Costco because those brownies are excellent <laughs> but I mean that would just be amazing to have a tool like that on your wrist mm-hmm. well weren't we talking about there was also a blood alcohol meter as well potentially yeah I don't know how, how the li- the liability on that yeah would be that's why you don't really see any of those in the stores I mean you can buy them but the liability is yeah they're from some sketchy company yeah but yeah, no. So that would be able to. So you're you're at the pub and you've had a couple, and it'll tell you, you no, know, you shouldn't drive right now, that type of thing. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think the liability would probably make it something that no one would want, would want to touch. But we still heard some chatter about it. So, well, you're gonna have to stay tuned. Uh, on the next week's show, we will be covering what they actually did announce. Hopefully, it's somewhat accurate to what we <laughs> what we've said, so that we look like oracles here, or just good at searching things on Google. In the next episode, sorry, segment, uh, we're going to be talking about Google Photos. Yes. It's an app that I've been using for a long time now to back up all my photos on my computers and my iPhone. And it's not, it's capped now. So it's still free, up to 15 gigabytes of photos. And anything that you had on there before June 1st doesn't count towards that 15 gigabytes. So effectively, I think most people, unless they've been taking pictures like crazy this past week. Yeah you're probably uh, you've got a clean slate so we're going to talk about some of the details on that and some of the tools you can do to maximize your photo storage and we're going to talk about the compression as well our phones can take some really high end uh, high resolution pictures Um, you know I guess it's a balance of like how high res do you want it how are you ever going to use these things? Are you going to make a billboard out of them or is this going to live on your phone or maybe some four by sixes? We'll tell you some tools that can optimize those to get more storage. Don't forget we have a sister show uh, as well, The App Show. It airs every Sunday across the Chorus Network, unless you're in Toronto, Saturday nights. So you want to check that out on uh, tomorrow's show or Saturday night show, depending where you are. We're going to be talking uh, with the TELUS folks about their health wellness monitoring system. And now they've got an Apple Watch version of it. 
Yeah, this is really cool. Remember those infomercials about I've fallen and I can't get up? Well, this is like the future version of that. Just kind of takes things to the next level. Yes. John, we're going to talk about Google Photos now. Yep. Uh, you use it, I use it. So many people I know use it. It's just such a handy tool because you load the app, whether that's on your desktop computer or your phone, and it just backs up everything. And it's kind of cool because it sends you little things every so often, animations of your photos or stories. I love it. It's like a little treat every week. The, the feature that, that we've actually used a number of times just this past week is you can go into your Google Photos app and you click on the little map and you can actually find a, little pockets of where your photos were taken and you can sort of navigate around. So like when we were in Spain, I guess a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was able to sort of walk around by just tapping places on the map where photos were and see. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it, it's just, it, it's really... It just jogs the memory as to where you've been. Well, and the other thing that's interesting too is you can just start typing words in your Google Photos and Google uses AI to sort of figure out what's in this photo and matches it and adds basically keywords to those photos to make it really easy to find anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of magical how it works. Well, I mean, it's been so good. I've told everyone, just use it because it's going to back up your photos Yeah, into the cloud. And you've got to have backups, right? Because photos are such an important part of our lives, their memories, their experiences in a visual format that we can look at through through our years. And if your computer goes down, like they're all digital, they just, they're gone. Yeah. We don't print these things out anymore. So I always try, I'm paranoid, John. I back up photos everywhere. I've got them on my computer. I've got a home server. I've also got another external hard drive that I back them up to. And I've got, I think, four cloud services. <laughs> You, Probably too many. Well, you can. Well, you actually can't have too many because you just you never know. And di- like I like we've been talking, different services have different functionality. Like I think Google Photos really hits it out of the park when it's trying when you're trying to find a photo. Yeah. Compared to even Apple, Apple's pretty good, but Google is just next level. But the reason why we're talking about this is because as of June first, as we've been talking, Google basically stopped offering unlimited for free. But there's some couple other gotchas that you should be aware of because depending on the plan or your account settings, there's also some other things you need to look at as far as like how is it actually backing up your photos? Because if you take a photo, let's just say you have a, let's for simplicity's sake, let's say you have a 10 megapixel smartphone camera. So you've got a 10 megapixel photo. The photo that's even, that's actually backed up might actually be a lot less. Yes. Right? Yes. So, because they're going to compress it. And in some cases, you know, we're talking very small amounts of compression, but it does mean, you know, if you have thousands of photos like you and I do, that can be a pretty substantial savings for Google or even yourself, depending on your plan that you have. And like you mentioned off the top, you know, what are you doing with your photos? Are you printing them and you're going to get a billboard made at some point? I always like to err on the side of caution. I'd want to have the original uncompressed if I can. But yeah, you're more of a photo guy. Yeah, because yeah. you know, if you do have compression, what that'll mean is that some of the detail will be a little murky. Um, the file sizes will be smaller, so it'll you know load faster, that type of thing. But you know, again, you're who knows where you're going to be looking at this photo at some point in the future when we have like 3D holograms or something like that. <laughs> and if you've got a compressed photo, it might not look as good as if you had a clear one. And when you think about what the what the cost is of upgrading your Google Photos account from the free account for 15 gigs for free to it's about I think I paid $27 for I think 100 gigs of storage for a year 100 gigs how much 
$27. For the year? Yeah. Wow. Because you can do that, it. That's just over two bucks a month. Yeah, you can do it monthly if you yeah. want. But it's, uh, you, I think you save a little bit by doing an annual. And um, that's with tax and everything like that. So, yeah. so it's pretty compelling. And honestly, those photos are probably the most important thing that I care about that's on my phone, on my computer, because you can't replace those. Yeah. Right? So, you know, for literally pennies a day, sound like an infomercial, <laughs> um, you can back up your stuff. But make sure that you go into your account settings and take a look and see what kind of compression is happening. Because you can preserve the original quality of photos or it'll, it'll compress them. And some of the uh, reports that we're seeing about some of the compression levels that are happening, they're pretty minor. Like, you know, uh, the average smartphone photo might be uh, three to four megabytes maybe maybe as much as six or seven if you have a higher end like a pro phone or something like that yeah it'll compress the, those things down to maybe half that so but can, can most people tell the difference well this is the interesting thing though so it really depends on what the subject is okay right? so you're taking a picture of say your pet yeah cats dogs they've got fur where you're going to notice that compression is their fur is going to look a little blurry Okay. Because it can't handle, it can't figure out all those little strands of hair. So you're going to have thousands of blurry cat photos, is what you're saying? Well, the photo won't be blurry, but yeah. but the detail will be blurry. Okay. It'll be murky. So when you do print it out, if you print it out on a high-end printer or you get it done professionally, it's not going to look very good. Do a lot of people print out their pet photos professionally? Yeah. What some, if, what, some people. Some people, I'm sure, do. Lots of people do because they want to preserve the memory of that animal. Okay. Anyway, hopefully there's enough info there for uh, the listeners out to kind of get more of a sense of what Google Photos is all about now and the compression aspect. It's important to look into. So go into the settings and check it out. It's not hard. As we've been promising through the show, we do have a secret word for the contest on our website. Giving away an Unagi e-scooter. This thing is all kinds of awesome. A lot of cities now are opening up their uh, bike lanes and roadways to e-scooters. So make sure you check with uh, where you live. And of course, always wear a helmet. The secret word, John? Sushi. So go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Go to that contest page and there's instructions there on what to do with that secret word, sushi, that will get you extra entries into the contest give you a bigger chance to win. Absolutely. And make sure you watch the video too. Robin spent a lot of time making a really nice video about it. <laughs> it's cool. Like you got to watch the parts where I guess he hooked up the camera to the scooter handlebars. Yeah. That thing goes fast if you want it to. <laughs> it does. And, and, and you know, if you're worried about it going too fast, you're going to adjust the speed. It's super easy. So you don't have to go that fast. It's like a little throttle. Yeah. And you can also put it in like eco mode or spar mode. Exactly. Got a chance to try out the new uh, Google Pixel Buds. Yeah. Uh, they're the new budget ones, Google Pixel A's, under a couple hundred bucks, uh, but super nice. Like, if I didn't have AirPods, I would look at them. If you didn't have 18 other pairs of AirPods? Yeah, I get a lot of earbuds. <laughs> no, but they're beautiful, and they've got, like, the strong... Ma- I, I yeah. discovered this accidentally. There's a really strong magnet on the back. Like, you could stick this thing to your fridge or anything metal. Hmm. But it doesn't have wireless charging. No. No, that is a problem. Yeah. Or is it, though? Does everyone wireless charge yet? We do. We do, I guess. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Get Connected podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or CuriousCast.ca. If you want to get in touch with us, you got to check out our website, GetConnectedMedia.com. We've always got great contests going there. You can drop us a line anytime. We'll see you again next time.